Hey, Hound Dogs, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. Uh, this week we have a special guest, Moni Barrett from Library Pass Comics Plus. She's here to talk to us. Uh, Yay! You are the Director of Collection Development and Publisher Relations, is that right? Yeah, that's quite a mouthful, but yes, that's that's one of the hats that I wear. That's my Comics Plus hat. <laughs> okay. Uh, so tell us about Mo uh, Moni Barrett. Um, you, you've gone from librarian in the traditional sense to sort of a virtual librarian now. I mean, is that kind of true or? Yeah, so um, I manage the digital collections for Comics Plus, um, but as you mentioned, publisher relations. So like you folks, I work with a lot of creators and publishers of all different sizes to get their comics. And now actually we're starting to add some new products like early readers uh, into exclusively into schools and libraries. So how did uh, how did you get involved with comic books? I actually got involved with comics around 2015. I mean, I was reading them long before that, but I had just started a new to me job as a librarian in um, North County San Diego Library, and I realized that they had a bunch of mature titles in the teen, the designated teen section of the library. And that was creating a little bit of friction because even before the kind of post 2020 era of like all these book bans and challenges, that's always something that libraries have, you know, had to um, address. And so as you can imagine, uh, having things in the teen area that were really quite adult uh, was not a great look. And so when I got there, I made that assessment um, was able to do a little budget analysis and a presentation to the administration at the time. And they gave me a whopping $200, I believe it was. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? Um, but I was able to move the mature titles out of the teen area and then get all of the, if you're a librarian, you know, like 757, the, the cartoons out of that comic section in the Dewey Decimal area, the nonfiction, um, and make an adult section. And it became really popular and from there, um, I saw that San Diego Comic-Con has library book clubs and I was like, I want to do one of those. So I reached out to them and they let me do one and it got so popular that we got a second one for the library and then I got asked to speak at Comic-Con and it sort of all snowballed from there. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed uh, the San Diego library has been involved with Comic-Con. Yeah, they always have a... Yeah, yeah, they're, they're great. And they actually, have, we've been to some panels that are hosted there. Yeah. So. Um, so you read comic books as a kid? I read cartoons like comic strips in the newspaper as a kid and I didn't I guess I didn't think about it like my dad would give me like Harry Larson and like Garfield and all of that kind of stuff but not really like the traditional superhero um, just more because I wasn't really exposed to it as like an only child of parents who didn't read that kind of stuff um, but definitely when I started dating my now husband, which was what, 30 years ago, almost like <laughs> we've been together a long time. Um, he was like, you know, I was, I was still coming out of like my English degree and going to grad school. And he was like, comic books are really fun and they can be really complex. And I'm like, nah, that's not true. And so <laughs> long story short, he talked me into reading one and I had to like reread, it was Watchmen. And I had to like reread for the density of it. And I realized like there's more here than just the typical boom, pow, bam story. Yeah. And that, that was kind of it for me was I just, you know, really got back into it from there. Yeah, we we got sort of exposed to Watchmen at Comic-Con. Yeah. Mm. We'd actually um, gone to a panel for Kite Tubo. 
Tight Kubo, Tight Kubo, the mangaka for Bleach. Sorry. And uh, you have to get in early, and so the the panel before was watching The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And so we um, uh, sort of got absorbed by that and read read the Watchmen, collected the comic books, all the movie, every little variation of it. And yeah, so it's really, it's a very, yeah, that's a monumental kind of. Uh, Quite the book. starting point, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so um, before you started Library Pass, you were the co-founder of Creators Assemble. Yeah, still am. Yeah, we run a nonprofit. We're based in San Diego, but our network is um, actually international. But we do a lot of like networking events, but we also do a lot of fundraising for different um, projects. And um, just oh, we're going to be doing classes all summer, like with artists and kids, like teaching them how to make comics and build characters. We also do a lot with gaming. So like TTRPGs, like role-playing games, how do you incorporate them with learning outcomes into classrooms and libraries? Uh, So yeah, we have a big summer plan. We've got a full-time intern coming in for our first time. And so we have all kinds of programming to keep them busy. Uh, But yeah, it's called Creators Assemble. And it's funny because I was listening to your show just to get it like a feel for you both. And uh, you guys were talking about the WonderCon networking event that you didn't make it to. And that was, that's our event. We do that every year at WonderCon and Comic-Con. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to WonderCon this year, so. I hope to see you. Uh, we're not allowed to uh, do the full announcement yet, but the the networking event will be there. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were kind of waiting. We just found out this week that we were got professional status renewed. Awesome. Congrats. It took six months, practically. <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah. So yeah, we are going to WonderCon and Comic-Con, so. Neat. Um, yeah. Uh, so you came to Library Pass in October of 2020? I think around about then. Um, I was like kind of part-time contracting for a while until we figured out, because uh, Library Pass is a newish company and uh, it was funny because our CEO had a vision. He was like, I know I need a librarian, but I don't really know what I'm gonna have them do quite yet. And that's how I ended up with publisher relations, which is just fine. I've learned a lot. Um, but yes, around that time and just started doing things like collection development policies and curating so that, you know, the homepage when you go on there looks good every month or something new for readers and, you know, deciding which publishers to reach out to so that we can add their content and just really helping kind of design the collection, which is what a librarian traditionally does, you know, in a, in a typical role, too. Okay, and in, uh, I I think it was in January you sort of expanded out to indie comics. Yeah, I mean we had some indie folks, and we've we've kind of opened and closed. We still have a very like small production team and a kind of like hands-on production process, and so we can't take a huge volume of comics all at once. So it's kind of like a opening the faucets. But yes, I was really happy um, to hear about you guys too because I'm always looking for anything like educational, anything that it's going to appeal. While we do have like full collection, which is like adult as well, um, our main bread and butter right now is like teen, high school, and, and middle grade level. And so it was a great find to, to come across you all too. Well, thanks. Uh, I we I want to say we heard about them through Don. Yeah. And uh, we, had, we had a panel at uh, LA Comic Con called Under the Radar. Mm-hmm. 
comic books you you know indie comics that you don't see in the stores and we were of course you know it was our panels and then Donovan yeah. and we had uh, someone from uh, delegates yeah uh, Tina Tessa uh, Ward uh, was the other guest and so we were and he meant we had uh, had uh, Gamal Hennessy on our show mm-hmm. three like three years ago and uh, he was his recommendation is that we get into a library that we share yeah. stuff and of course yeah. that's easier said than done right um, and so we uh, so I think it came up at that at that panel and so I looked into you guys and uh wrote to you, I think it was like June of last year or something, finally got around to doing it, and uh, you were not ready yet for indies or whatever it was, I wasn't sure. The... We weren't uh, We weren't ready for new new partners, really, and, and we're kind of back to that for the moment because we've got some other plans coming up, too, but um, I, I love to try to sneak people in whenever I can, so I'm glad, <laughs> glad that we're here. I appreciate you sneaking us in. Um, yeah. yeah, you were very, I mean, uh, I wrote to the help desk, I think, because I didn't know what to write. <laughs> yeah, in general. And, uh, is it Guy Gonzalez? Uh, Guy, yeah. Guy, okay, mm-hmm. wasn't sure. Uh, he wrote back and he copied you and said, you know, we'll, we'll, th- we'll keep we'll keep you in mind kind of a deal. So I kept sending you guys the new issues so you kind of remember we were still there. Patience and persistence. I'm the same way. So I appreciated that. Yeah. And Don, man, he was one of the first people like with my nonprofit too, like that we made connections with that just everything from we did like uh, artists connected with Make-A-Wish kids to do like superheroes for the kids and things like that. Don was like one of our first ever artists to do that. Like he's amazing. I, I heard you talking about him also on your show and I'm just like, he's like the unicorn that pops up and everything. <laughs> everybody <laughs> seems to know him and he's really big about, uh, I know he posts things about everybody that's going to be at the conventions he's at and where they are. Yeah. And he seems to, yeah, a lot of stuff circles around him. Orbits sure. rounding. Um, okay, so you also do programs, as you mentioned, at conventions? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a networking one that I, I probably can say we also expanded it. So the networking one we originally had was kind of, it's teachers and librarians who use comics, and they moderate each table um, just to keep it good. And then it's kind of a speed dating style where the general attendees rotate and we'll have comics creators, publishers, editors, people from all different sides of comics, just to kind of get a feel too of like, hey, there's more than just two different kinds of jobs in comics, here's some other opportunities. But we'll get like, we had Scott Snyder at our first one, we had Jeff Johns, and I only say that because what's really cool is like in the description, you, it's I put it alphabetically because I'm a librarian, right? I have to do that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like nobody is bigger than anybody else. It's like everyone gets equal billing. And so, you know, the first year when we had Scott Snyder, it was like people came to see him because the rest of the time he was like selling $400 autographs and with us he was there for free. But we keep it rotating so that you do have to have really impactful discussions with someone who's indie that you might actually learn more about you know the beginnings of a business from or things like that so and now we're we've expanded it uh at this coming WonderCon, we're going to be doing another one so we're doing that one and then we're doing a ttrpg so we'll have like cosplayers and gamers and people coming in um skybound has some of their folks on their entertainment side coming in to do with the gaming so i think that one's going to be a lot of fun as well so what if we were to attend what would we expect to do 
So you come in and uh, we greet you, we seat you at a table, and then it's just basically a uh, clockwise rotation. Depending on the number of tables we have, like every 15 to 20 minutes, you rotate to the next table. And so you'll have the opportunity to meet and talk with every creator, every industry person, and of course all the teachers and librarians about how they put their stuff into the libraries too. So, okay. and the schools. so it would just be an opportunity to kind of introduce ourselves to people, is that the idea? Yeah, but it's really cool. Like when Jeff Johns was there, we had a kid who traveled from Mexico and he's like a teenager. It was like his first ever con. And Jeff Johns reviewed his portfolio and gave him advice and like let other people hear it so they could hear the advice and stuff. Like it's just, it's really, really neat. Um, people make some great connections, swap business cards. People have done projects together after meeting there. Uh, we usually have Don if he's able to get off of his booth for long enough and yeah. um, it's really fun. Okay, well, well, we will try to attend. What, uh, you haven't announced it yet. What, what day is it on? Uh, it'll be on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. One is on Friday, one is the gaming one's on Sunday. Okay, so. well, we probably won't be able to. We're only gonna go on Saturday, I'm afraid. Oh no, okay. Yeah, sorry. I have this other full-time job thing. I know, um, right? That's always a hindrance. <laughs> <laughs> it always gets in the way. Um, okay, so I, I mentioned this earlier. In a recent video, uh, you revealed that as a librarian, you have a tattoo of a famous quote on your arm. Oh yeah. But you actually have, did not say what it was. So I, was just, um, I have good trouble tattoo. It's my handwriting. My grandmother used to call me trouble in like a fun way. And then, because um, I was always in trouble with my parents, but she thought I was great. And then I, um, in around the time that I got that librarian job that I told you about where I was using comic books, um, the One Book One San Diego is a community-wide read that KPBS puts on. And I heard that a graphic novel called March by Congressman Lewis uh, was actually on the selection and they were like scared to pick it because they didn't know if like their demographic was going to appreciate an illustrated book and all this stuff. So I got myself on that committee just to like help sway the vote. Right. <laughs> and we did, um, we did, it was most, uh, the biggest attendance they'd ever had for like their kickoff event when Congressman Lewis came to speak. Um, we had like really great community programs around it. At the time I was hosting a then, it was like 12 years running book club and it was mostly older women. And they were so mad at first when I was like, the one book this year is this graphic novel. They were like, oh, the, the lettering, it's so small. How are we gonna get through this, it's got pictures. And then they came back like a week later and they were like begging, do you have volume two? Do you have volume three? Like that book brought the community together in so many important, amazing ways. Did a lot of cool things for my career because then I got to go talk about it a lot. Um, got to meet Congressman Lewis, which was really inspiring. So he has that quote about getting into good trouble right. and necessary trouble. And so I have good trouble on me. Okay. Just... And the video you're talking about was that was that was with Michael Threets, huh? I think so, yeah. Famous super librarian Michael Threets, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, librarians we have, you know, he has like lots of tattoos as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. All characters and stuff. Talk about another library inspiration. Love that guy. Um okay. Uh we wanted to ask you about uh, a recent article that you published in for Kickstarter. Yeah. Remember this? Ooh, it's printed. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything's printed. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, you, it's it's called uh, a guide to getting your books purchased and promoted in libraries. Yeah. Uh, and before we do, um, okay, yeah. So we wanted to talk to you a little bit about 
you know, power squared. Yes. Those are the, uh, this is the, the, right now it's exclusive to Library Pass. The, Ooh, uh, that's cool. We ought to add that into our marketing. Uh, <laughs> <I am sure laughs> to boom it up. But uh, so I thought it'd be nice to give you something kind of uh, for the time being exclusive. So the, the new one, which is uh, eight through seven through 10. Yeah. Is yeah. Origins. Right now it's just it's... only on Library Pass, but I had card copies printed out. So. Comics Plus exclusive. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> the little extra that I give. Um, yeah. So, um, what did you say? So you've read it. Yeah. And it's, you know what? And it's so, um, it's well written, of course, but it's like, it's it's really well drawn and it's just, it's it's really good. And I see a lot of indie work. Um, and it, and it all varies, but I really like, I was an Iser judge last year. Like I love looking at, you know, one-off comics and things. And you guys are really, congratulations to you and your team for putting something really lovely out there in the world and fun. Okay. Well, I'm glad you, glad you liked it. Um, where do you see the, the like, you're obviously trying to sell this or to life to high schools and colleges? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I mean, have you had any? any success yet or was it too soon it's it's a little bit soon um i should have you know i meant to check your performance like the royalty reports before i came into this um but i'm doing actually every month we do a new curated list and we have a superheroes list and then i have an indie list too actually it just came on today's the first today's the first um the indie list came up today and you're on it. And I've found that those curated lists, both librarians, uh, tip for you guys, I'm sure they already know, but like physical, uh, like end caps when you go to the store, libraries do kind of a similar thing with displays and having them on our digital curated list seems to help drive that to discovery to people as well. And then you being not all the way in the adult is helpful too, because again, our, our larger demographic or our larger readership will see the book. Yeah, we're we're trying not to be too, you know, um, we want them to actually. It's about college students, so it's yeah, things happen, but we're not trying to be graphic about. Sure, it. yeah, there's romance and the language is realistic to the way college students speak, um, but it's not, you know, anything over the top. And I appreciate that because, man, I put this beautiful book like in young adult the other day, and then like. I got to page 128 of 140 and suddenly there was all kinds of nudity. And I was like, darn it, this is such a good book. Like, it's a great book. There's nothing wrong with it. But, you yeah. know, for our for our readers, we had to put it in adult. So it, it, it limited access for sure. Okay. Um, so let's get back to the article. Um, oh, so in the article, you talk about librarian sorcery. For getting your book <laughs> in the library, which is reminded me, of course, of the yeah. You know, hey, you should get your book in the library, which is we tried with. Uh, they had both uh, both my sons went to CSUN, mm-hmm. uh, Paul and Trevor, and so we contacted the CSUN library, and they were like, "Would they have nothing to do with us?" Um, because you know we have, it has to come. We from only some, got from certain vendors, right? And if we yeah. and if we gave them the book, they would they wouldn't put it on the shelf. They would sell it at a you know whatever. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So yeah. Like, okay, this isn't really this isn't easy to do. So yeah. That sort of rang true, to me. Yeah, uh, for sure. That and that's something um, that I I think they might have edited some of it down of of the article. But yeah, that that definitely getting an in with someone who will at least look over your book and 
take it personally by hand then increases your chances of it going on a shelf instead of being sold so yeah, yeah. Um, so your tip number one was to sort of a get one give one uh, yeah. sort of meaning give one to libraries mm -hmm. which was sort of back to the are they really going to take them I guess that that's it, it again it depends um, and you can find better luck sometimes just generally speaking with like a larger library system um, because they're more likely to like for, especially for comics to understand you know that graphic novels do circulate or check out you know well do well in libraries um, and also if they like one they may be able to you know have a venue or another way to get multiple copies across their multiple branches so that's always a nice little entry um, but yeah with your book specifically like um, school outreach is is good um, and yeah local public library like being able to do a program like coming in and saying this is how we created the characters and how you can create your own featuring the team from you know power squared like that's <laughs> probably gonna be your best friend and I realize that's exhausting right like it's a whole nother level of marketing, but that's kind of the point of the article too, is like once you do a Kickstarter and it's successful, or once you've sold something in a retail shop once, like now what, right? And libraries are a whole other audience and schools are a whole nother like budget and a whole nother readership. Um, so why not get that exposure if you can give your book more life? Right. Well, on the surface, it's a great idea. Uh... <laughs> Uh, tip two was to make your books library friendly. Yeah. Uh, which was having sort of a uh, one of the suggestions was a reading guide or uh, activity yeah. guide. That how, would you see that working with something like Power Square? Potentially, um, for your book, it would be more fun focused. So thinking about like we've done everything from, you know compelling the reader to sketch their own character or do something social media related and, you know, hashtag your book or uh, make a playlist of songs that, that, you know, they feel like their characters would be listening to, something like that. Just kind of make it more, more fun. Okay. Trick them into learning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also uh, mentioned getting an ISBN number. Yeah, yeah, how, if possible. How, how does that help getting in, into libraries? So and they, I think they edited a lot of that out too. The more data, as much as it's not fun, but you do it once, the more data, author, colorist, you know, all of these things um, that you can put, the higher the discovery and the easier to for a librarian or a teacher to know where to put your book, right? Like the librarian is gonna get 500 books in a month or whatever and not going to read them all obviously and so having an age rating having all of the information having an isbn number so that they can look it up online if they need to and find reviews also inevitably when someone complains about a book they have the isbn number to look it up and say no this other reputable source said <laughs> that it is great for this audience or whatever so. so should the isbn number be on the book itself if possible sure yeah um but just having one in general any okay. really any data libraries are very data driven that cataloging 
the nuances of positioning it to the right audience, like not putting the mature ones on the teen shelf, you right. know, the more data you have, <laughs> the more you can help get yourself found. Yeah, when we started sending you things, I, I bought some ISBN numbers ISPN numbers to use, and you guys, then you didn't want one, so I was like, <laughs> no, no, I have it. Um, I, I do like those, and okay. so the other thing about that too, and America doesn't do it, but I know that like England does. I don't know what other countries, maybe Canada. Um, if you have an ISBN number, they actually, and your book is at like whatever libraries, they actually pay you annually. It's just a little bit, but it adds up, you know, from all the libraries that you're in when they're able to track where where your books are located. Okay. Well, uh, it, yeah, okay. I can give you one for the the second volume. But I'd love that. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll I'll sign one for it. Um, okay, and then you talked about attending gatherings like the American Library Association conference. Again, another one that's easier said than done. But um, American Library Association is the biggest library professional association. It has under its umbrella uh, library teachers, all kinds of things. But one of the interest groups also is a comics interest group. I was actually the president of it last year, the uh, Graphic Novels and Comics Roundtable. Um, but in general, Artist Alley exists at the at a small press all of these things to really meet and greet librarians. And okay. when you can make that impression, they're gonna be like, oh, that's someone who I wanna find a way to purchase their book, you know, or someone who I wanna have them come in and do an author event or a virtual event at the library. So, okay. you know, kind of networking with, we're a smaller community than you would think. And if you make a good impact, you know, you can really start to grow. Well, I joined the American Library Association. Yay, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when is the convention or when was it? Uh, the conference is every end of June. So they're doing it in San Diego this year. Uh, it, you, they'll kind of switch between East Coast, West Coast. Um, so yeah, they're actually gonna be at the San Diego Convention Center oh. this year. Oh. Yeah. Well, will I get sort of some sort of notification that it's happening? <laughs> I can send you the information, yeah, because there's. I think they're still taking like small press and like indie and all those kind of folks. Well, we're definitely too. small press. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it gets yeah. expensive, but you might find somebody. I know a couple of guys in Don's circle do it. Maybe you guys could get, you know figure out a way to do it together. Okay. Um, and you also okay. So donate is another option, which. Yeah, which gets back to them uh, not necessarily taking it. Um, tip number four was making your, uh, your book more widely accessible, uh, which was going to sites like NetGalley. Uh, mm -hmm. Idolize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I went to NetGalley and just to do it, it would be mm. for one week is $150. Really? Yeah, and for six months per book is $550. Cuckoo bananas. Which was sort of like a little out of my price range. Absolutely, as, yeah. So. so the magic bullet that I've been looking for, and if anybody who's listening to this knows, because um, I know people who work at like, so there are library approved uh, vendors, as you guys had mentioned earlier, like Brodart, Biblioteca, Baker and Taylor. And the real sauce is getting in with them because what they do is they'll build like a cart for a, like a, an online cart, a digital cart for a library. And library's like, oh, I need to spend this much money this month. They built me a cart, done. Like, so obviously the sauce is to be the guy that, that gets into with, with those vendors. Um, I've been trying, I know people who work at those vendors, but we haven't ever found how 
an indie person can get in with those vendors. So that's that's my next like magic bullet. Once I have that information, I'm gonna I'm gonna like I don't know if I'll be allowed to share it. I'll, I'll sneak it over to you guys. Okay. <laughs> no one knows you're saying this. What's so okay? <laughs> yeah, sending PDFs to librarians. If you can find a comics friendly librarian that you've talked to, that's responded to you, you can email them your PDF and let them you know review it. That that's kind of the idea between a net galley or something like that is they could review it in advance. Yeah, because I was I was interested in that, but I was like, whoa. <laughs> I know I didn't know that, but just like a single issue, you yeah. know sent as a PDF is a great start. Um, so you also mentioned uh, other digital platforms, including mm -hmm. Comics Plus. Uh, what's the difference between your, your those other platforms and you? Um, so having been a librarian for about 18 years, I did have Hoopla and Overdrive, which is the Libby product that a lot of people are familiar with. They're really great. They have um, different things like, you know, they have movies and magazines and things, Comics Plus right now is exclusively comics, graphic novels, early readers. Um, but with all of those, they are exclusive to schools and libraries. Um, the big major difference with the Hoopla and like the Overdrive, you'll have Marvel, DC, and then like the major uh, print publishers, you know, your Macmillans, all those guys, Penguin. Um, we do not notably have those really big guys because what we do have is at Comics Plus a simultaneous unlimited use access model. And that's very different because um, for those who purchase, like who get the Hoopla subscription, just as an example, for a library, uh, you have to give a certain amount of your budget. And then for every license, so, you know, a James Patterson book, for instance, you're going to have 60 people in your community who want to read that book and you're going to pay literally sometimes like 60 to $100 for a single license that only one person at a time and you get a six month waiting list and you get patrons mad at you, all of that. Um, so yeah, and then after that expires, like say it goes for like a year, you have to then have make a purchasing decision again, do I wanna pay that money and get it again? It, it just requires a lot more thought. With Comics Plus, um, you are able to curate, make your list, turn off titles, that kind of stuff but you pay one subscription fee and then I told you I did like those Comic-Con book clubs for the library. We couldn't afford to buy a copy for all 25 members of every book club. So Comics Plus is a great idea for everyone being able to read the same at the same time. One book in San Diego, everyone can read the same digital copy at the same time, talk about it, learn together, classrooms use them at the same time. And there's no waiting and there's no hassle for you know any of the popular titles or anything. Okay. Um, you also uh, talked about uh, introducing yourself uh, at the local library. How kind of what would you be actually be doing? I mean, walk us through that a little bit. Sure. Um, it's it's it depends on who you get, right? Like I, I like to believe that the old dragon gatekeepers are no longer working the front desk at the public library, scaring people, but that still exists. Um, for the most part, though, you have really dedicated, friendly human beings. And just like anyone, you're someone who uses the library. They've seen you around uh, and getting to know if you can find out, hey, uh, would it be OK if I found out who does your programming? So if you wanted to, say, do author talks or whatever, uh, can I find out just who does your purchasing? Or is there someone who specifically purchases for comics here? Because sometimes, depending on the size of the library, like they'll, they'll purchase for certain items. Right. And just making the acquaintance of that person, maybe leaving a business card, 
give it, and then a follow-up email. Hey, here's some of the things that I offer, or here's what my book is, or here's the first, you know, the PDF of the first issue. Um, just getting to know those folks and that, that outreach is the same thing. It's on a smaller scale as say attending an ALA and getting to know, you know, a handful of librarians. Um, but you know, even more, even better when you can work with a library that's in like a system of other libraries, like, like I was talking about San Diego County, because you get like a consortia and you're able to kind of like get in their rotation of, oh, I know a guy who does, who has this one kind of book and he can come talk about it or whatever. And they start talking to each other. Okay. All right. Um, so we just actually have to take the the guts to go up and actually talk to somebody. Okay. It's hard. And that's one thing, that's one of the things that Creators Assemble and my nonprofit is kind of for too, is like, it's a whole, I mean, you, you guys know, there's so much noise out there, right? Like there's so much social media content. There's so many people trying to sell really good, like talented, great people trying to get their stuff out there. How do you get someone's attention? And so these are the kind of like, nobody gets into librarianship to be probably the most like, having to talk to people person. Probably a lot of people don't draw for a living and so that they can talk to people for most right, of their life. Yeah, most of the time you're kind of introverted if you're creating yeah, something and they actually yeah. have to go out and actually talk to people. It's kind of a tough Yeah, But having that network like Dawn brings together is kind of the next the next phase of getting your stuff out there. Um, are you gonna be doing your, um, your program at, at Comic-Con as well? Uh, assuming that it gets approved, but we've done it the past three or four years, so hopefully, yeah. And it's usually in the evening time. That one they usually give us like a Saturday, and they run for like two hours. So okay, well, um, we'll, we'll definitely attend that. We're uh, you know we're five days at Comic Con. Just oh, nice! You're going for the full experience. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so we will actually we'll definitely want to be a part of it then. Um, so if somebody was interested in. Uh, library uh, library pass or comics plus mm -hmm. how would what's the best way to contact someone um so i think we have an info at librarypass.com i want to say um i'm moni.barrett i don't know if you're going to have like show notes probably right um at librarypass.com but you can just google comics plus or library pass uh, library pass is the company name the product is comics plus um, but yeah, you can you can Google those, and there's all kinds of ways to reach out, and it'll get to me. We're a nice, small, hands-on company, and we're real responsive to everyone. Yeah, they were. I, I will say you were very friendly to us. Um, yeah. Everyone else, I'm really mean to though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. All right. Well, thanks very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. So until next time, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared. <laughs> 